Welcome to Hope for Today with Hope Church Birmingham. I'm Adam, your lead pastor, and I am so, so honored that you tune in with us for this week's episode, and I hope you will find it as an encouragement for the middle of your week. That's what these podcasts exist for. I don't put them out here just because I want to hear myself speak. No, we put these out for a tool to help equip you, the listener, to be able to find hope and bring hope to a world in need. So I'm excited as we have a little encouraging word for your day. Let's dive right into this week's episode. Have you ever been somewhere or done something and you had an expectation that wasn't met? (laughs) Maybe it was with a food service or maybe it was in a relationship or maybe a job, or a career path, or even education, where you had an expectation of the way it was going to go, but then it went a whole different way. You see, I had an expectation one time that when I went into Cracker Barrel, I was going to be met with what I call Cracker Barrel service. I love to eat me some good old biscuits and gravy, throw on some bacon or sausage and eggs, and you can call me an Alabama boy, (laughs) because I just love Cracker Barrel. And I have this expectation of the way service is going to be, partly because when I was in high school, I worked at Cracker Barrel as a host. When I worked there, I learned some of the ways that things should have been done, the way they trained, I should say at the time, how Cracker Barrel should be. Well, a few months back, I went into Cracker Barrel and I noticed something different. I noticed that the young men were allowed to have long hair. And I was recalling back when I was in high school and they made me pull my hair back in a ponytail because it was too long. I I noticed that the workers were wearing blue jeans. And I remember thinking to myself, I had to wear khakis or slacks or, or something of that quality. I couldn't wear blue jeans. What is going on around here? And of course, my food was still good. But for a moment, my expectation wasn't met. And we all have certain expectations. Think of it. You expect the bank to have your money or not have your money. (laughs) You expect Chick-fil-A to say, my pleasure, after you say thank you. You expect the McDonald's ice cream machine to be broken. (laughs) You see, we all have expectations and our expectations are founded on something, friends. They're founded on experience. We have expectations because of what we have experienced. And we've experienced that this is the standard. Or this is what will happen when I come here because I have experienced said thing. And so the same thing, you you can go to Chick-fil-A and expect good service, expect them to say my pleasure because you've probably experienced it multiple times. The same things with different services or the same things with your favorite grocery store or the same thing when you're watching your favorite local news channel and they sign off at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, whatever it is. You have an expectation because you've experienced something that gives you a thought that this is what I will experience or I will have met. But not only that, it's founded on faith. We're we're technically, our expectations are founded on faith experiences. I have faith that the experience I've faced my most recent time that I dealt with this will be met. You see, friends, I have expectations that God is good Not just because I've read it, because I've experienced it. I have expectations that God can heal me, not just because I've experienced it, but because I've heard other people experience it. This is what we can believe because we've, we've, we've known it, not just 
in theory, but in practice. And here's the thing, guys. Jesus has expectations for his followers. You go, wait a second. Jesus has expectations for me. Little old me. Me that makes mistakes. Me that falls down. Yes, you. Jesus has expectations for you. In John 15, 12, he said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is Jesus's expectations for his followers and his disciples that we will love each other as he loved us. Let's talk about that. I've experienced Jesus's love. I've experienced it. I've seen that he sacrificed his life for me. And because of that sacrifice, I have freedom. I have seen his love that even though I've made mistakes, he still loves me. He still has grace for me and he still has mercy for me. I've seen Jesus's love that he would call me and use me to do it, make a difference and grow uh, in his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I've seen his love over and over again, time and time again. In this love that I've seen, Jesus has commanded us. Not only has he commanded us, he has an expectation that his followers will love each other and love others as he has loved us. Friends, we must respond appropriately to this command. We must fulfill it. Jesus did not use his words in vain. Jesus did not make vague statements. Every word that is accounted for in the gospel has intentional meaning. If you're reading a red letter Bible and it has words where Jesus spoke and they're in red, let me tell you, friends, those words are important. They have meaning and they hold weight. And so when Jesus speaks, especially if he says, this is my command, this is my hope for you, this is my expectation for you, that you will love as I have loved you. And friends, Jesus's love knows no bounds. It goes beyond our understanding. It goes beyond our expectations. And that is the same type of love that we are to show to the world around us. So I want to give you some, some three practical practices of loving others. Okay. The first one is how can you love someone? You can lighten their load. Okay. How can we lighten someone's load? But if we see someone struggling, we have an opportunity to help them. Hey, can, how can I help you? You have a coworker who's having a tough day. You see it's weighing on them and they may even said something short or snapped at you. You have an opportunity to say, Hey, I know today's tough and it's busy. How can I help you today? What can I do to help your load, lighten your load? You know, someone who's going through a chaotic season with their family, you have the opportunity to offer assistance. We can lighten people's loads. This is a practical way. A second practice of loving others is extend grace. I don't know about you, but I need lots of grace. I need lots of forgiveness. And thankfully, God has given me lots of grace and given all of us lots of forgiveness. We need to extend that same grace. Sometimes, let me go ahead and tell you, you probably know this. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to probably hurt your feelings at some point. Somebody may say something rude to you, but the way Jesus shows us his love is that he shows love through grace. That means we must extend that grace. We must forgive when people hurt. We must forgive when people fight. We must forgive when people say words that dig deep. Now, do we, can we seek reconciliation? Yes, but grace must be at the forefront and be prioritized in our ways of showing love. And the third practice I want us to do in showing love to others is build others up. 
It is so apparent in our society and in our world and our culture that people are walking around weighed down, defeated, feeling like they're alone, feeling like they're, they're no good, and they're really just discouraged. We have opportunities as Jesus followers to look different than the world. The world wants to pile on people. The world wants to put people down and label them the way they want to label them. But God says, I am the one who labels my children. I am the one who identifies my children. I am the one who created them with a purpose. And I will build you up if you turn to me. And as Christians, which means, what is the word Christian means? It means little Christ or a little like Christ. As people who are like Jesus, we have the opportunity to build others up. We have the opportunity to go, hey, friend, let me encourage you. I know today's tough, but it's going to be better. Hey, if you feel alone today, no, you're not alone. I know Jesus is with you, but not only is Jesus with you, I'm with you. If you need someone to talk to, you need someone to vent to, I'm here. Build others up. Look for ways to practice loving others the way Jesus loved you. What I recommend is I would like you to write down three ways Jesus has shown love to you. Three ways. Take pause this podcast. Write three, type it in your phone. Three ways Jesus has loved you. Then I want you to look and go, how can I do these three ways that Jesus showed me love to someone else? I imagine, friends, that you're going to make an eternal difference in someone's life because that is an expectation God has put before us and Jesus has for his followers. Let's live up to those expectations. Let's live a life kind of like how we can when we go into Chick-fil-A and know that they're going to say my pleasure after we say thank you. What if when people saw you or saw Hope Church members that they said, oh, I have an expectation that this person's going to love me. This person's going to pray for me. And this person's going to build me up. When we do that, friends, we're going to make a huge difference in a world who is hurting. Let's show some hope and show some love. Well, friends, thank you for joining us here in our Hope for Today podcast. I hope you were encouraged and I hope you will be challenged to show some hope Show some love just as Jesus has shown you hope and love. And I believe we're going to see a world of difference. Well, thanks for tuning in and feel free to share this message or like it or share it on social media or send it in a text link so that someone can get a little hope for their day. See you soon.